0: Hallelujah, good day friends and welcome to another edition of New Kingdom Realities and I am your uncle Edosa and so today again we shall be looking at, um, we started a new teaching series, Teach Us to Pray and and the last time we did a series, the last time we did a teaching, we had um, Teach Us to Pray part 1 and so today we shall be looking at Teach Us to Pray part 2. But just before that, let us have a word of prayer. Let's turn to our Bibles. Um, Ephesians chapter 1. I read Ephesians chapter 1. I read from verse 6. 17 That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, in the knowledge of him, as of your understanding, being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly. Let's pray for, for, for revelation and knowledge. Total te escut nondas. Esse praga de te escut nondas. Membro de te escut nondas. Esse de 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 Men brought the tea to the digital. Men brought the tea sketch in the monda subrageted double. <coughs> M program at the tea sketch, known to surprise of the ring. Escract the tea sketch, no one get a the Membro the 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 no the the ticket, the double bracket, the the double bracket the the Nambrook of the Totiscoats, Namond, the 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 Nambrook of the ticket, the double the double the double the day. As the double ticket, the double Membraka the scouts known the that get a the top the tot scouts the a double, the ticket double the double a day, the lempro que todo tisto que no mundo sabe que da bom lempro que todo tisto que Membro got the No wonder The digga, the digga. S got The digga, the digga. S the the a No wonder she's proud. The digga, the digga. S the No The digga, the membro que to the the double as <laughs> to the ticket room, as Memory of known the ticket, the the known to the room, as known to the room, as the the as Member the the as the 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 Hallelujah, praise God, Hallelujah, praise God. And so just as I said, earlier, I'll be looking at a teaching series. Teach us to pray, Hallelujah! And we started by reading. We started by reading um, Luke chapter eleven from verse one. Let's just turn there quickly. Luke chapter eleven. there Luke chapter eleven? From verse one, Hallelujah! it said, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, that when he seized, one of the disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Hallelujah! And in the last, and series, we looked at how the fact that every aspect of the Word of God, that every concept of the Word of God, ought to be taught, just like the way we teach them. Um, we teach prayer. We teach the Word of God. We teach giving. We teach evangelism. We teach every aspect of the word of god needs to be taught hallelujah nothing just came from space everything is in is in our reference book the bible and as such we need to be taught hallelujah so hallelujah so the disciples they came to jesus and said teach us to pray and we looked at the fact that we looked at what prayer is that prayer is just to it's just a form of it's just to it's just to pray prayer is what it is is to praise to petition god is to ask god for something and look at the fact last time in the last teaching series look at how it's very important for us to ask we look at how the fact that when we don't ask god for anything that god is not obliged to do it hallelujah but today we want, to look at, we want to look at a very important aspect of prayer. Hallelujah. We want to look at a very, very important aspect of prayer. And that is the purpose of prayer. Hallelujah. You know, a great man of God once said, as a person of Dr. mass he said, when the purpose of a theme is not known, he said, abuse is inevitable. That is to say that when we do things without knowing why, in fact, I thank God that I belong to him. To a profession that before we do anything, we always ask, why? Why are you doing it? You want to give any drug, you said why? Why? Why do you want to do this? You want to take any steps, say, why? Why do you want to do this? So we're always asking ourselves, why? Why? Because the the, the, the reason is that because if you don't know the reason why you do something, chances are that for in no distant time, you're going to stop doing that thing. Because you actually don't know why you're doing it, because you know since you don't know why you're doing it, chances are that you are going to stop doing that thing. Likewise comes to the the, the fact of prayer, and if you don't know why you pray, chances are that. You know, this time we we'll all stop praying all together, but prayer is not a thing that should be stopped. It's something that should continue. In fact, in the epistles, it tells us that we should continue instant in prayer. Let's look at that in Colossians. In Colossians. Hallelujah. 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 Tells us that we should continue instant in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. We cannot um it's Yes, and that is Colossians chapter 4 from verse 2. It says continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So prayer is what in First Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's look at that also. First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. I'll read from verse 20. I'll read from verse 16, hallelujah, it said, rejoice, everyone. verse 17, say, pray without season. hallelujah, so prayer is what must be something that must be done continually, in fact, the constancy of prayer is that it is done continually, hallelujah, the fact of prayer is that it is done, the constancy of prayer is that it is done continually, so we must understand, but we must understand, why do we pray, why should we pray, why? As a believer in the gospel, why should I pray? Hallelujah. It's very important because if you don't know the reason why we do things, chances are that we'll stop doing it in no distant time to come. So let's look at it. So I'll start by saying that there are two main reasons why we actually pray. We read through the scriptures. Read to the scriptures from Genesis to Malachi. Read from even from Matthew to Revelation. There are two many reasons why. Because, you know, I, I said before, even in my previous teachings, I, I started by saying something that, what I actually do in this my podcast is just to, it's just to, is just to wake your appetite. Hallelujah. The main thing is that you going back to study it, line by line, precept by precept. We must go back to look at those things. Even as I'm saying, you must go back to look at them, line by line, precept by precept, to see whether these things are so. And we must say that we must read the Bible in a systematic manner. Genesis to Revelation. Hallelujah. But when you read the Genesis to Revelation, you will come to understand that the primary purpose why we pray, there are two main purposes why we pray. And the first one can be classified as a devotion. Hallelujah. As devotion. Very, very important. We must understand that the primary purpose, the first purpose where we pray is for devotion. Hallelujah. Because we must understand that Jesus Christ did not just die, did not just was not just buried, was not not just raised from the dead, ascended to the right hand of the Father just to forgive our sins. But He did something for us, and that is to give us eternal life. Let's look at it in John 3:16. I know it's a popular verse but i also like to always read i like to always read hallelujah john 3 16. john 3 16. he said for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish apollumi but have everlasting life. So that word is very important. He said, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. It's very important that God did not only just send Jesus Christ for Him to die for our sins and for us to, for, to forgive Him for our sins, but He sent Him most importantly for Him to give us eternal life. Hallelujah. So eternal life is not just a life that we'll have by and by. Eternal life is not a life that we'll have just just, just, um. After this planet's reign, we now have eternal life. No, eternal life is the pr- is the present possession of every believer. He said, "He that believeth hath eternal life." Hallelujah, eternal life. And let's do that. What is eternal life? John made us to understand something. Jesus Christ was speaking in John chapter seventeen, verse three. He said something, and he said. I'll read John 17.3, said, And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So we understand that the eternal life is to know God and to know Jesus Christ. Eternal life is to know God and to know Jesus Christ. In fact, our whole journey, our whole sojourn in the Christendom, in the Christian faith, is our sojourn. We are called to explore God as astronauts are called to explore space. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! So it's very important, and the primary and the and one of, in fact the major one of the one of the ways Hallelujah there are different ways to knowing God, but one of the ways in which we know God we explore God is in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. It's in the place of prayer. You getting up to pray. So once you understand that as a Christian, you're called to know God. It's a forever journey. Hallelujah. It's not a journey that you're not called to know God in five years' time because you can't actually fully comprehend God. His ways are His His ways are past finding out. But you can know God to a certain degree that He wants you to know Him. Hallelujah. And to know him and to reveal him to others as well. To adequately represent God in the service of the earth. So we see that one of the ways, if you understand that we are called to know God, we understand that prayer is one of the ways in which we explore the knowledge of God. Then you understand that prayer is not what you should stop doing. Prayer is what you should always do. Hallelujah. Prayer is what you should always do. I thank God that I've I've been I've been I've been privileged to be praying for years now, and I'm still praying. And that's because I understand the fact that whenever I get up to pray, it's a time of fellowship to God. It's a time of devotion. Hallelujah. It's not I'm not praying because I'm trying to get more need met. I'm not praying because I'm in a ministry or I just have to, to preach the gospel. I'm not praying because I'm, I have to pray to, to, for a service to start or for for, for, just, for just a meeting like this to start. No. I pray primarily because I want to know God. So every time I stand up to pray, every time I stand up to pray, my intention is that I want to know you more God. I want to have fellowship with you. I want to have communion with you. And it changes everything. Hallelujah. It changes everything. Because the more you the more you grow in God, you more begin to just see how the loving father is. How God is so wonderful you began to know his ways. he said the children he said he showed his acts to the children of Israel but he showed his ways unto Moses Hallelujah. we want to know the ways of God, we want to know him, we want to know him as he is. Yes, yes. There is no child who wants to know who his father is. So we are called to actually know God, and one of the ways in which we know God is by prayer. Let's look at examples. Let's take for examples. Let's take examples from Jesus. Hallelujah. In Mark one, in Mark one, chapter thirty-five, he said, "And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed." We can see it in the life of Jesus, that Jesus at every point in his life, he was always praying. And that's why the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, can speak through Paul that continue in prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving in Colossians chapter 4 in verse 2, as we've just read. We see too, so, and we also say in 1 first, in Thessalonians 5, verse 17, where it say, pray without season. It's all dead. It, it, it's all dead. The, the prayer is constant. Hallelujah. It's a constant. It's not a variable. It's a constant. It's what we should be doing every time. I'm not saying that 24 hours of the day, you know, seven days of the week, you always pray. No. But it's that you have that commitment in your heart that, look, every time I stand up to pray, I stand up to know God. So we see it in the life of Jesus. Jesus didn't have a prayer plan here. He didn't have what he was praying for. He wasn't asking God for anything. He wasn't asking God for shoes. He wasn't asking God for clothes. He wasn't asking God for a car or for a house. But what he was just praying, he was just getting, he was just just having communion with the Father. He was having fellowship with the Father. But that is not to say that we should not ask in prayer. There's a place to always ask in prayer. But the primary purpose why we'll pray is for devotion. You see, I just want to wake up even when I'm old. I, my my, my desire is even when I'm old, when I'm, when I'm probably 80 or 90, as the case may be. When I don't have, I, I, I'm not engaged in any ministry assignment, I'm not asking God for anything. I just wake up in the morning and what I just want to do is to have fellowship with God in prayer. Simply devoted. Simply devoted, simply devoted. That is what will keep you on the long run. You know, Christianity is not just a sprint race, it's not just a 100 meter dash where you just run fast. No, Christianity is a marathon. It's a marathon. Living all your life, your life long, living your life long, serving the Lord Jesus Christ, serving the Lord Jesus Christ, obeying his commandments, taking steps of faith. In the in the road to destiny and the road to purpose hallelujah so we see it again we see it even in the in even in the in even in the life of the apostles we saw that when they met to pray they had the the of purpose why they prayed was for devotion let's see it and in that devotion so many things began to happen hallelujah let's look at first of all let's look at acts chapter two Let's look at us, Chapter Two. Acts Chapter Two. Let's, let's look at us, chapter two. Is there a chapter two? Yes, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. He said, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Hallelujah. So they continued in in the apostles' doctrine in fellowship. You see, it was fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So basically, they were just praying for devotion. They were praying for devotion. Nothing else. Their primary purpose why they prayed. They saw prayer as a means to fellowship with God. They did not see prayer as a means to just take, 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 take from God. No, but primarily, I'm not saying that you don't ask God in prayer because even Jesus Christ, as we were going to see, even asked God in prayer. He got to a point in his lifetime when he was stuck, and he had to pray. And he asked, he "Said, if this is Thy will, let it be done." Say, "Let this call pass over me." Jesus Christ was asking in prayer because he had encountered so much a, a, a very, a very, a very strong and challenging moment of his lifetime. So I'm asking, but I'm saying that the primary purpose when you pray, when you just wake up to pray, is to have communion with the Father. Is to have devotion with the Father. Is to have fellowship with the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. I'll read from verse 2. It said, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and so for the work here are unto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Hallelujah. So we see it here again that what they were doing, they were ministering unto the Lord. They were praying, they were probably singing, they were just praying, they were just blessing God, they were just worshipping God, and in that moment, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work we I have called them. Hallelujah. So we see again that that in the apostles, in the life of the apostles, we saw that what they mostly did was just to minister unto God, was fellowship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then the second purpose why we pray is for ministry. Hallelujah. The second purpose why we pray is for ministry. Very, very important. Ministry, I define ministry as your contribution to the finished work of Christ in revealing Christ to an to a dying and to a lost world. Ministry is your contribution. Is your contribution is having received the knowledge of the finished work, your contribution in showing that finished work to a lost and to a dying world. That is ministry. So we we'll pray for ministry. We will look at in our next um, in our next teaching. We will look at the different. Um, the different um, people to pray for and the different things to pray for, hallelujah, in the epistles. But right now, the focus right now is that in ministry, we can ask God in prayer. Hallelujah. We can ask God in prayer for ministry. Let's look at Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. I read from verse 12. He said, And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray, and continued all night in prayer unto God. Verse 13. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. So we see it here in the life of Jesus, that as Jesus was about to begin ministry with his disciples, whom he, had, he, he now eventually called the apostles, the 12 apostles. We saw it that before he actually chose the apostles, he prayed. That is before his ministry came, that is he had to pray for direction, he had to pray for leadership. And we saw it here that he prayed all night unto God. In fact, it is recorded, historically speaking, that all night unto God is from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. the next day. Jesus prayed, hallelujah, for ministry. He prayed. Hallelujah. And I'd like to just say this, that that John Wesley said something. He said, it seems that God can do nothing on the earth except we ask Him. Hallelujah. Except we ask Him. So that brings us to the next primary purpose of prayer, which is to ask God. There are so many things we can ask God for, so many things to ask God. Be it, it must be according to the word. Hallelujah. It must be according to the word. Let's look at what Jesus Christ said in John chapter 16. John chapter 16. Hallelujah. John chapter 16, I'll read from verse 23. Hallelujah. He said, and in that day you shall ask me nothing, very, very ashamed to you. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. He said, verse 24, hikato have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Do you understand? So there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong. Because... I, mean, I, I I heard a preacher say this, and he's a preacher that I respect so much, I honor so much, and I love so much. And he said this, and it almost affected the way I relate with God. And he said something, he said, if, you know, because we are being led by the Spirit of God, God is leading us, God is, sometimes, God, we don't really need to ask God, because before you ask God, God knows what you need of Him. So he now said something that, when you ask, when you see yourself in the position of asking God that you should watch it, that you are about to into the flesh. Hallelujah. And that affected me so much. And sometimes I have things that are troubling my mind. I have issues that are troubling my mind and I cannot ask God. And, and it, it, it really gave me until eventually I came across this verse of the scripture. Hallelujah. I came across this verse of the scripture. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. From verse 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests, not just requests, your requests, be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus hallelujah hallelujah so we see it here that he said be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God unto God hallelujah unto God so definitely we're seeing that our primary purpose of prayer is devotion. But in some instances, we can come into instances where we might just need to ask God for some certain things. Don't hesitate to ask. But how big? Let it be according to the word. For example, now, if a man rise up and sees another man's wife and says, God, give me another man's wife so that that man can be my wife, will he, would God answer that kind of prayer? No, certainly not. Because that kind of prayer is not in accordance with the word of God. And that's why you no, know, um, leaders of old—they've told us that if we want to pray, let us pray the word. Hallelujah! That the best way to pray is to pray the word, and that's why—and that's why—you see that before we start every of our teaching, before we start every of our teaching, we just have a five minutes of prayer, and that prayer we are praying for revelational knowledge. you are praying. I am praying for revelational knowledge. I am praying that my listeners who will, will also receive revelational knowledge that they may comprehend. They may. And understand what I'm about to teach, that they may receive what I want to teach, and what I want to teach will bless their lives. And that's why we'll do what we do. Hallelujah. That's why I do what I do when I pray first before before, before I start teaching. It's for evolution. And if you watch, I pray the word Ephesians 1 17 to 21. Hallelujah. 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 We thank God for that. We thank God for that. You no, know, Kenneth Hagin also said something. Kenneth Hagin, who I also respect, also said something. He said, "It is better for a person to know to learn how to pray than to obtain than to to obtain a college degree." What he's just trying to say that prayer is so so important. It's so so important that we must learn the art of prayer because prayer is what we do lifelong. I just pray to you that continue prayer. You say pray without season. I'm not saying I pray all the time, every time, every year I just looking it's just praying. No. But what I'm saying is that you have that commitment in your heart to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at First Corinthians chapter 14. Let's look at First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18. First Corinthians chapter 14. i read from verse Eighteen, And this Apostle Paul speaking, he said something, he said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. He said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. So we see that even the Apostle Paul, that wrote to tears of the New Testament, his life was inundated with prayer. Hallelujah. His life was inundated in prayer. But most of those prayers, we'll, we'll look at it in the next um, series of, in the next teaching, we'll look what are the things that Apostle Paul prayed for. And that will now serve as a basis for us to know what are the things for us to pray for and to ask God in prayer. But by and large, in summary, the primary purpose why we pray is for devotion. And two, the primary purpose why we pray is for ministry. God bless you and my time is up.